0: I'm Felicia,
1: and I'm Ian,
0: and we are the Paranormal Lovers.
1: Hello, paranormal dudes, dudettes, and dudays. Welcome back to another episode of the Paranormal Lovers. Hey, guys. Hey, guys.
0: Thanks for joining us back for another episode. Episode 59. 59. 59.
1: Wow, that's a lot. Right. Uh let's see. What do you love about this week? Uh this week I love that I have today off.
0: Yeah. I'm
1: uh my schedule's changing a little bit at work, so I'm gonna start having Fridays off and uh it'll be like a dedicated podcast day. Yeah. So that's gonna be nice. Be able to put in a little bit of extra work on it. That'll be fun. It will be Spend fun. Spend some
0: time together without the child.
1: Mm-hmm. That child that just too. <laughs> always up to ask. Might ass. just take a day and like do like some date days. Yeah, it would be fun too, for sure. Yeah. What did you love about this week, baby?
0: <sighs> I napped a lot. Yeah? I did.
1: I napped a lot. <laughs> Caught a up lot. on some sleep? No. No? I'm
0: still so damn tired. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's post-COVID or... Like, you know, I'm in that medical
1: menopause. I don't know if this is the time when my period would start. I mean, normally people like nap anyways. Yeah. It's in, what is it, in Europe or something? They have like a nap during work. They nap like 15 minutes. Probably.
0: I know some companies in the U.S. do that. They'll make you take like 20-minute naps so you can have like a power nap. Sure, But like in Mexico, they literally take two hours during the middle of the day. To nap. To like nap and get something to eat, and sure. Just like like a siesta is a legitimate thing. Yeah. God, I wish we had that in the U.S. But no, we for must sure. all stand on our feet and work till we're dead. I know, right? Uh, you guys would like head on over to the dot Threadless. Com. We have a sale going on until the twentieth for fifteen dollars off t-shirts.
1: Merchandising. Merchandising.
0: Um. <laughs> yeah, and we have the. Black History Month collection and the Valentine's Day yeah. collection; those will be leaving on March first, and I will be putting out two new collections for next month. So, if you want to get in on any of that fun shit, go grab you some of that before it's all gone. For sure, before it's all gone. All right, what do you got for us today, Bill?
1: Um, uh, well, it's episode fifty-nine, um, and since we're celebrating Black History Month. And then, next month, we got Women's History Month. I've decided to do kind of a special episode. Uh, It's the episode of the most famous UFO abduction story. The Barney and Betty Hill UFO Abduction Story. It's actually Betty.
0: <laughs> he has to do it his way, right? Yeah, it's this is hands down. It's like one of my favorite, but yeah, it's, it's,
1: it's one of the one of the first uh UFO stories. But it alone, well yeah, it kind of covers both months because uh, Barney was a black man and Betty's a woman.
0: Hey, shit happened in the sixties, we all know what hap- was going on then.
1: Yeah, it happened in the sixties. Uh, I love the story because it's about aliens and it's about a mixed couple. In the 60s. Yeah. (laughs) Um, If it wasn't for people like Barney and Betty Hill, uh, me and Felicia's marriage might not have been possible today. Yeah. Um, Just to give some thanks to all mixed-race couples around the world. Thank you, guys. Remember, love knows no boundaries.
0: Yeah. It's only been, it'll be 58 years, I think, this year that our marriage would be federally recognized it's only been right. 58 years that mixed race couples can get married in these here great united states of america <laughs> like it's absolutely ridiculous
1: right it is ridiculous it's stupid like <laughs> so on to the episode uh, this story and is one of if not the The first alien abduction stories uh, ever reported to the public. Yeah. Barney Hill was a black man born on July 20th, uh, 1922, in Newport News, Virginia. Oh. He had four siblings and was the youngest of four. Uh, Growing up, Barney decided to join the Army uh, at a young age, and he enlisted at the time of World War II. He was discharged later after serving his term. Uh, he then attended Temple University, where he met a woman named Ruby. He decided to marry Ruby and later had two kids two kids with her. Uh, not sure happened, what happened to Barney and Ruby's marriage, but it went south and they decided to get a divorce. Uh, not long after the divorce Barney met a woman named Betty Barrett Betty Barrett was born on July or June 28, 1919 in Newton, New Hampshire she ha- she had went to the University of New Hampshire as a young woman and wound up getting a master's degree in social sciences
0: wow that's pretty impressive for a woman to get her master's in yeah. the 40s
1: yeah
0: wow
1: she used her degree after college to get a job working in her local community as a social worker mostly in the child w- welfare department
0: that's a rough department. much
1: respect for this woman like mm. <laughs> that's like so rough um uh, anyone who decides to get a job like that this is a hero in my book like yeah. it's such a hard job
0: i mean we've definitely had um our con- not conspiracies but like we've definitely had our issues with child welfare around this area doing some real shady shit for sure but you gotta, like, you gotta come face-to-face with some terrible stuff on a daily basis. Yep. And I cannot and to, imagine.
1: to try to, like, keep pushing through that, like, seeing yeah, all stories. Yeah, you sad have to, like, keep it together. Like, oh.
0: like, this little kid's telling you about all this terrible stuff that, like, their parent did to them or something. And you yep. have to keep it together. Yeah. Without murdering that uh, <laughs> part. Nah.
1: No. Yeah.
0: I couldn't do it.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh. But Betty earned the respect of her community for this work, and shortly after, uh, meaning meeting Barney Hill. Oh wait, I skipped some of my notes. No, okay. Uh, but Betty earned the respect of her community, and shortly after, she met Barney Hill. The two fell deeply in love and decided that they were going to get married. Barney and Betty were an interracial couple during a time in history that made it very difficult. They had to face a lot of ridicule from the public. Uh, again, with people like that, uh, you know, with an openly black and white relationship and marriage, it wouldn't have be been possible for me and Felicia to even be together today. No. Um, Barney and Betty were very confident with each other. And seemed to have a very good relationship and marriage. Um, after getting married, Barney and Betty moved to Portsmouth, New Hampshire, which was Betty's hometown. Also, that's where she grew
0: up. North of the Mason-Dixon Line.
1: Yeah, it was.
0: Which also, I don't know. I kind of feel like that place is. I don't know about that particular town, but there's parts of even New England that's like old money wealth. Right, that snooty, highfalutin Gilmore Gore, Gilmore girls old money wealth like it's gross. Yeah.
1: Um, they purchased a home about a half hour away from Boston, Massachusetts.
0: Boston, I love Boston. <laughs> I love it. I did not know that baked beans came from there, but hey, yeah,
1: Boston baked beans. That's why
0: it's called Bean Town. I thought it was about coffee. No, it's <laughs> baked beans, dumbass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the barney got a job as a postal worker in boston which is like that's quite a drive
0: 30 minutes is an hour oh an hour yep in and out i mean well but I technically mean, if you think about it it's probably a lot longer if you think about having to like traffic traffic i've ridden tra- yeah. i've rode in traffic
1: yeah it's crazy in boston
0: it? it's a little bananas yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh i should i he also or he was also a member of the local civil rights commission in boston uh i should have gone into a civil rights field when i was younger because i the the passion i had back then about rights like people's rights and laws and stuff stuff was like very strong back then
0: <laughs> i don't know i think it's better that you didn't though because i feel like you've grown a lot especially since we've been together
1: Well, i'd have probably got like killed or something well too. <laughs> i feel like
0: you're i feel like some of your views have changed a lot especially since we've been together too, i mean so.
1: i'm still passionate about it but i'm like old and tired now Like, <laughs> yeah but i
0: feel like you've grown a little bit more because like we've had this conversation yeah like, You've told me that like I kind of helped change your mindset on like Mexicans oh, yeah. and stuff, so I feel like you just, I feel like now you would be better at it, because you've grown, for sure. you know?
1: For sure. Uh, Barney received many accommodations for his work with the Civil Rights Movement. He was once honored for his outstanding work with the community by the governor of New Hampshire. Nice. He, he was also invited to the inauguration of Lyndon Johnson uh, in 1963 uh, and gave an acceptance <laughs> and gave an acceptance speech regarding his renown in the New England community because Barney uh um, hold on I lost my place <laughs> uh
0: go back to lyndon b johnson yeah 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 i just said that because if you've ever seen i think it was the butler Mm -hmm. that one movie with the guy that was like the butler in the white house through like eight different presidents lyndon b johnson was one of them one of them was such an asshole in that movie and i'm like (laughs) you're just an asshole in real life yeah (laughs) that's fine
1: so uh He gave an acceptance speech regarding his renown in the New England community because Barney and Betty Hill were very active members of the NAACP, which is, you guys who don't know, the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. They were very much pioneers in their own way for being an interracial couple. They were both very respected and intelligent people. So... Late at night on September 19th, 1961, uh, Barney and Betty Hill were driving home from Portsmouth from Montreal, Quebec, Canada.
0: Canada,
1: eh? (laughs) This is where their abduction story takes place.
0: Also, it's just so wild. They were just like, yeah, we're going to go to Canada for the day and then go home.
1: Yeah. (laughs) See you later. They were coming home from a vacation that they had taken to Niagara Niagara Falls. Great place for lovers. (laughs) So
0: I've heard. Never been.
1: Right? (laughs) Around 10 o'clock, they started to approach a town called Indian Head in New Hampshire. Barney was driving along when, up in the sky, Betty started to see a strange light. Betty took interest in this light. She was an astronomy fan, and the culture around this time period had become interested in UFOs. With, you know, like Roswell and other stories mm-hmm. coming out. Uh, Betty, thinking like any of us, wondered what this could object could be. A plane, a comic, a shooting star. Uh, there wasn't many satellites back then, but I would have wondered that, too. Like, you know, maybe it's a satellite.
0: No, you would not have. You'd have looked right up and went, <laughs> it's a UFO. <laughs> That's exactly what you would have done. And, yeah, like, there was no Musk putting out thousands of satellites bebopping around the damn sky back then either. Right. So when you saw a strange light, it was a strange light.
1: Yep. And then uh, she notices that the movement of this object was not behaving like any of those. So, like, was it moving, like, a star or planet? Or-
0: and then you go, oh, shit, it might actually be a UFO. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> this object seemed to be moving in between the moon and the planet Jupiter. Uh, fairly easy objects to kind of spot in the oh. night sky, if you know what you're looking for. Uh, Betty started to wonder if this was one of the UFOs that people claim to be seeing. So, she asked her husband, Barney, do you see that light? <laughs> Betty knew that it was something strange because it seemed to move upward in the sky. After both her and Barney watched this light for a while, they noticed that the light seemed to have seemed to be getting brighter and moving closer to them as they drove along U.S. Route 3. It moved erratically... Uh, moving in and out of Barney and Betty's view of the object. The whole time, both Barney and Betty became more and more suspicious of this light in the sky. Eventually, Barney drove until he got to a scenic picnic area where he could pull the car over. We called these, where we live, overlooks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, there's lots of them on the Blue Ridge Parkway, but... They were just south of the Twin Mountains at the time. They both wanted to get a closer look and walk their dog, Delcy, who was their Dotson. Uh, They wanted to let him go to the bathroom and stuff. Yeah. I would have totally stopped too. I get so pumped when I see a light in the sky that could possibly be a UFO. Yeah, I don't think he would have stopped.
0: You'd have been trying to follow it. Right. You'd be like, where are you going? Where are you going? Do you see it? Where'd it go? Which way to go? Did it go left? Did it go right? Did it go behind us? Where is it? Right. Yeah, this is what you would be doing until I would be like, sir, we have a child in the car. We need to go. <laughs> <laughs> and even Patty would probably be sitting back there going, it went that way, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> look it's over there daddy follow it go that way go you're gonna live like oh lord yeah i could not deal with you too if we actually saw a damn ufo in the car
1: <laughs> so barney had a pair of binoculars that he had brought on vacation with him so he pulled them out and started looking at the object through the binoculars barney started to make out the shape of the object that they were seeing and to him, it looked like a saucer shape or a disc. Like a f- big frisbee.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> a frisbee doing
1: in the sky. <laughs> he said it had lots of multicolored lights and a line of windows that were shimmering and reflective. Uh, they observed this object travel across the face of the moon. So y- you could kind of make out what it was by going across the moon. It was E.T. <laughs> right, originally, Barney thought that the object was just a commercial aircraft, but quickly changed his mind as he seemed as it seemed to change direction without turning like a plane, and started to descend in his direction
0: mm-hmm.
1: At this point, Barney and Betty start to freak out a little bit, thinking that this thing had taken notice of the two staring at it. So, they jumped back in their car and started heading down this remote one-lane dirt road.
0: Why, though? <laughs> but, like, why? I don't know why.
1: Uh, like, Not sure why they took the dirt road. Hit unless, the
0: interstate.
1: Unless it was, like, the road that they were already on, maybe? I mean,
0: maybe, yeah. Because I can imagine back then, probably all the parkways and stuff weren't that great. Because,
1: like, they were on Route 3, but then... I don't know... Why? How they got off the highway, or why?
0: Well, you said they stopped at like an overlook. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. But it wouldn't
1: be on the highway.
0: Well, you don't think it would be on a dirt road either, right? I don't know.
1: I don't know. I don't know either. But either way, they they wound up on a dirt road after uh, taking off from this overlook. Uh, So I think they felt safer in the car. So, And this area that the dirt road was on was called Franconia Notch. Um, The whole time that they were driving, they kept their eyes locked on the craft that still seemed to be following them. Mm -mm. Barney had to drive a lot slower on the remote dirt road. Uh, It was dark and the path was windy. The object that they were watching seemed to cha- uh, be catching up to them because they had to drive slower. Uh, it flew erratically and seemed to stop and hover over a little restaurant that was on top of Cannon Mountain. The mountain also had a tall signal tower. I picture the restaurant from Kid Cosmic. <laughs> yeah, Yep. Yeah. And it
0: does make me wonder, like, if this was New Hampshire in the 60s, it's possible that it's like a parkway type road, and like they just hadn't paved it yet.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean a lot of a lot of roads back then were just dirt roads. Yeah. Espe- especially here where we live. Yeah. I and mean, most all of them were back then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I picture that restaurant. They had to stop and get some food. <laughs> Right, and it's just
0: like floating on a rock in the middle of space. Right. <laughs> that was a good show. We need to watch that again.
1: We do. If you if you guys haven't watched Kid Cosmic, check it out. It's good, but
0: oh boy, I tell you what, you better be ready to cry. Yeah,
1: you'll cry. Oh my
0: God, there's some sad parts to that freaking yep. cartoon.
1: It's a good one, though. Uh, Barney and Betty also witnessed the craft hovering over a large granite cliff that was about... 40 feet long. Uh, They said that the craft was one and a half times the size of this cliff. Wow! And that they could see the craft kind of spinning or rotating.
0: Interesting. (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. As the strange craft bobbed and weaved across the night sky, Barney and Betty drew closer to a place called Indian Head. About one mile south of Indian Head, the craft that they had were observing started to get really really close to their position the lights from the craft started to light up uh Barney and Betty's 1957 Chevy Bel Air nice that a sweet car it is a sweet car although I I wouldn't want to take that thing down a dirt road hell no <laughs> Be sliding all over the place. is
0: exactly the reason why I do not currently own a 1967 Chevy Impala. <laughs>
1: right. But the lights got so bright that Barney could no longer see the dark road in front of him. I feel him on that. I got bad uh, stigmatisms in both yeah, of my eyes. you get the like, sunburst. I couldn't... I'd be like, no. Nope.
0: Hell, <laughs> oh, even I would probably struggle with my light sensitivity. I'd be like, I can't fucking see.
1: Right. So, he slams on his brake, brakes and stops the car. Now, both Barney and Betty are panicking, uh, so Barney gets out of the car, runs over to the trunk, and pulls out his twenty-two pistol.
0: Ain't Barney seen nope.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I know if I was a black man in the 60s, I'd be well-armed as well, but... I
0: mean, yeah, you got a point there.
1: Although I'm more of a, like a bladed weapons guy, like a kill build type of style, if you know what I mean. Well, again, this was also a black man in the '60s, so times were a different. It's true. So Barney started pointing his 22 at the craft. Um, what
0: What the hell's is he thinking? Gonna do? My,
1: like, go ahead, aliens. It's Make a sp- my day
0: spacecraft. <laughs> What's your little pew pew gonna do, Barney? <laughs> Jesus.
1: Right. Um, with his binocular out or binoculars out again, he said he could see eight to 11 human looking figures peering out of the craft's line of windows at him. Like, oh shit, he's going to shoot us.
0: Either that or they're in there just laughing. (laughs) Right? Like,
1: Like, look at this
0: guy with this little pew pew. (laughs) What the hell? These humans are so funny. (laughs) (laughs)
1: He said that it looked like they were wearing glossy black uniforms and black capes. Sounds like a good old-fashioned Martian standoff.
0: (laughs) Are we sure it wasn't Doctor Strange? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I could see him laughing at Barney with a gun.
1: He's like, okay. Either way, it was like, who's going to make the first move here? (laughs) Right.
0: Like an old good Mexican standoff. Right.
1: I'd I would be peeing my pants, but or trying to say hello. I'm I'm not sure which one.
0: And I would be the one sitting in the passenger seat, going, "Nope, mm-mm, nope, <laughs> no, I'm nope, not getting out of the car. Nope, nope, <laughs> mm-mm,
1: nope." So then Barney sees that all the figures except for one move to the back of the craft to what looked like a big wall that 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 uh, it had control panels all over it. Um, uh, wonder if they're alien. Con- Got their control panels from Moog. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> More like Moog got Moog from aliens. Aliens, yeah, yeah. that
1: could be possible
0: too. <laughs> He's like, they came and saw me in a dream when I was tripping on
1: LSD. Yeah, told me about the uh, what's the synthesizer, the theremin.
0: Yeah, <laughs> now that fucking thing is weird. Right.
1: Okay. Um. Let's see, where was I? Uh, the. The one alien that was left standing at the window then, according to Barney, non-verbally sent him a message. Uh, In his head, he heard the alien say, stay where you are, (laughs) or reach for the sky. (laughs) It's
0: me just looking at him going, nope, (laughs) mm -mm. getting back in the car and leaving.
1: Just kidding about the reach for the sky, that's Toy Story. Toy Story, (laughs) yeah. But... Barney then sees huge bat-like wings with shiny red lights on them popping out of the side of the craft.
0: You say huge bat-like wings?
1: Bat wings.
0: Are you sure it's just not a cape?
1: Well, I was thinking the cape. like a flying head, maybe.
0: I was just thinking they'd just like take the cape. They're
1: just like whoosh. Right. You know, like Dracula.
0: Fly but out of there. You know
1: what I'm saying, though? Sounds kind of like a flying head from the indigenous tale stories i don't remember that one you know, but did you not uh listen to the flying head ones i probably have but
0: do you know how many podcasts that i listen <laughs> this to this is true
1: this is true she listens <laughs> a lot of podcasts i have
0: like 55 different podcasts on my spotify it's so much but
1: that <laughs> that's what popped into my head like the flying head
0: i don't know it's <laughs> making me think of um oh geez there was a vampire in what is that kind of makes me think of the one from star for one where marco has to go rescue his sister and the baby
1: i think i remember that one the
0: dude with the mouth stomach Mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of that one and like the dude from uh what is that one with the kids that did the tech show Clutch oh. techs the dude in the castle right kind of makes me think of like those two kind of things
1: right sorry guys but uh but yeah, he saw two bat wings popping out of the, cra- the sides of the craft, uh, so, but also the wings are coming out of the sides, or while the wings are coming out of the sides, he sees a structure forming out of the bottom of the craft.
0: Okay, so the wings were coming out of the craft. Yeah. For some reason I thought that there was just like people like popping out of the craft with wings. No. That's where,
1: okay. Okay,
0: <laughs> we're on the same page now.
1: Okay, so you got bat wings coming out of wings the side. popping out,
0: thing popping out the bottom.
1: And a structure coming out of the bottom of the craft. Bet, let's go. While this craft was seemingly inviting the hills to come inside for a chat, Barney estimated that the craft was around 80 feet above the ground and around 300 feet in front of them. So uh, about a football field, mm-hmm. which, for something that big, it's not far. Mm-mm. Like,
0: <laughs> not us, real damn close. I'd have been
1: freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the craft was also still moving toward them. So later, later on, in an interview done by Walter Webb, who worked for a National Investigations Committee for Aerial Phenomenon. Barney told Walter that the beings that he saw in this craft did not look human, (laughs) which, why would they? Like, it's definitely not a plane or a helicopter, which an army guy would know, like...
0: He should, yeah.
1: Right. Barney, Barney still is in shock. And starts getting the feeling that these be- beings were trying to capture him and Betty. So he jumps back in the car and he tells Betty that they need to haul ass and get the hell out of there before they get captured. So they throw the car in gear, slam on the gas, and do the most epic burnout on the gravel road that the aliens had ever seen
0: that you can imagine anyway it's <laughs> like you were there right. about 20 years before you were born <laughs>
1: right.
0: yeah i can imagine like it would be i'd be audi 5000 but,
1: yeah i mean seriously I mean, although, they got the heck out of there
0: honestly i'm kind of with you i don't know i would be torn between my own personal safety wanting to get the hell out of there and also curiosity,
1: like what the hell am I just seeing?
0: That killed the cat, because like, I'd be like, "You want me to come inside? Do you have chocolate?"
1: <laughs> what you got? What do you got in there?
0: If you have chocolate, <laughs> wine, and weed, I'm there. Right. Let's go.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> That's how you get me, guys. That's how you get me.
1: Right. Show me
0: the chocolate, wine, and weed. Better yet, if you can make it chocolate, weed, wine.
1: <laughs> even better. Even better. <laughs> Just a little pill that does both. (laughs) Just a little bit of everything. It's fine. fine. Or like maybe like a scanner or something that you just like press the button on it and you start feeling that way.
0: (laughs) Like a patch. Like a patch. Just put a patch on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, uh, okay. But but seriously, they got the heck out of Dodge. Um, So as Barney's barreling down the road, um, the curiosity of Betty being who she was. A white she, woman. She's like she starts rolling the window down and hanging her head out of the car.
0: A white woman. <laughs> I'll tell you what.
1: So she's just like hanging her head out the window, uh, watching this craft as they drive away. And I think Betty Betty was calmer and more fascinated than uh than Barney was.
0: Well Barney's also like a military guy. Yeah.
1: You know, and a Betty black man. does.
0: Yeah, Betty does social sciences okay? right she's a social
1: she ain't scared of shit <laughs> she's like
0: i gotta figure it out
1: that's right. my job figure yeah. it out
0: make sure everything's okay barney's like they're fucking coming for us we gotta go we, we gotta, gotta get out of here go. like <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> so i think uh so yeah while while betty's hanging out the window like a madman she starts to hear a buzzing sound like a vibrating but it was in a sequence and also like a strange beeping sound that goes along with it i kind of picture like the iconic movie close encounters of the third kind like doo, 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 doo. i have
0: not seen that movie you haven't but seen that movie no i mean oh my god if i did i was a small child i don't remember but it's
1: it's really good too but it, it's steven spielberg
0: you say beeping, and all I can think about is stew because we watched Lila in the loop this morning. So <laughs> just going beep.
1: Right, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of those type noises, yeah. But uh, both Barney and Betty, while listening to the strange sounds coming from the craft, start to feel a strange tingling sensation in their bodies. Not like ASMR tingles, a bit more like uh, like a bass in a loud car type of tingles
0: kind of thing where it just like vibrates through your whole body. Yeah.
1: So both Barney and Betty lose consciousness as a result of hearing these sounds and getting these tingles as the craft, uh, lets loose of its hold on Barney and Betty. They start to come to their senses and again, realize that they're 35 miles South of where they originally were. They had no memory of how they got there. It had also been two hours, and they had no memory of what they were doing for this amount of time. They just remembered driving away from the craft, and then all of a sudden, they were way, way down the road.
0: I never understand that. How? Why can't they just put you back? I don't know. Like, you took me out of this spot. <laughs> I want you to put me back in this spot.
1: You would figure that they would, you know? Uh, right? At like, least
0: try and make it seem like nothing happened. <laughs> right. No, we're going to put you... You know, a few hundred miles away. So you can be like, this is not where I was at. What? (laughs)
1: Yeah. Put me back. Just leave you real, real confused. Real confused.
0: (laughs) They actually do do that sometimes. I've heard a couple where people will be like in a boat or something. Mm -hmm. And they'll come to like on the shoreline. Right. So they're like in the same location. But it's still weird that you can't just put me back where you plucked me from.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So... They realized that they had drove way off the beaten path, and it was taking way longer to get home than it normally did. Mm -hmm. They didn't get home that day until around 5 o'clock in the morning. They said that when they got home, they had odd sensations and strange impulses in their bodies. Barney was almost ill, and both felt real, real strange. Kind of reminds me of the past when I got real drunk and couldn't remember anything from the night before.
0: I have thankfully never been that drunk, so. Right.
1: They were also worried about contamination, which is strange, but I could see that, like, being kind of the dawn of the nuclear age, like. Yeah. Plus, who knows what kind of germs aliens have? Like, don't want space worms. (laughs)
0: I don't know. I'm thinking the aliens are probably a hell of a lot cleaner than we fucking are.
1: Probably. You know,
0: which really does surprise me that they keep bringing us nasty little fuckers onto their ship. But I guess (laughs) they've learned to, I don't know, eradicate diseases or something,
1: so... Sure, sure. But they left their luggage on the back porch of their house, just to be sure. Uh, Also, Barney's wristwatch seemed to have stopped, and the clocks in Barney and Betty's house all stopped working
0: which is real strange because they weren't home
1: like the batteries got drained or something
0: which but is real weird because they weren't home
1: very strange <laughs> they noticed several things that they couldn't explain about that night uh, the strap on Barney's binoculars was torn and the a pair of his dress nice dress shoes were like dirty and scuffed hmm They both took a hot shower shortly after arriving home, and Barney started to worry that something sexual happened to him. Um, Upon examining his genitals, he couldn't find anything wrong, but both him and Betty just had weird feeling that something happened to him. So they both sat down and rehashed the night before, telling each other what they had experienced trying to understand and piece together what had happened to him. They were trying to put the puzzle, you know, back together again. Mm-hmm. Um, as they get settled in, Betty winds up falling asleep for a couple of hours. And after sleeping for a bit, she woke up and goes to grab her clothes that she had on the night before. Well, she notices that the dress that she was wearing, uh, as she was putting it up, uh, she notices that her her dress had been ripped at the zipper, the lining, uh, and the hem. And that there was a pinkish powder on it. So, and she also realized that her blue earrings were missing. Hmm. And that she didn't remember taking them off. But... Betty later got the dress and the pink powder tested to see what substances m- the substance might have been. It was tested in five different uh, scientific laboratories, and all of them determined that the powder was organic, but they could not find the origin of it. They didn't know what it was. That's weird. And that her dress was consistent with samples that had high UV exposure. Hmm. Like you uh like you let your clothes bake in the sun for too long Uh UFO stories have often reported having some sort of radiation that goes along with them yeah. and that's what it was consistent with Uh when Barney and Betty went back out to their car they noticed that on the trunk were shiny little circles just embedded all over the trunk um uh, Like, the aliens have made crop circles on the trunk of their car.
0: In the dust.
1: Um, No, like, it was, like, in the paint job. Oh. So it was, like, the dopest paint job ever. That's weird. (laughs) But this pattern on the trunk of their car is super interesting uh, because Barney and Betty remembers when they were hearing the buzzing sound coming from the craft, it sounded to them like it was coming from the back or the trunk of the car too Hmm. um and that my friends is where i'm going to end this episode oh shit (laughs) as part one of barney and betty hill's abduction story nice so thank you guys for listening uh come back and listen next time to find out the aftermath and possibly what happened to barney and betty during the time they blacked out Yep. This is definitely
0: an interesting one.
1: Barney and Betty are
0: iconic sure. in the UFO community, and there's a lot of questions. I mean, there's a lot of questions with any there's UFO a, abduction story. But There's a lot
1: more stuff I'm going to cover on it. I just wanted to give you guys the, the, rundown. the rundown of their story.
0: That's really good. I'm glad you're doing this one. <laughs> I love these two. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us this week. If you would like, head on over to Instagram and YouTube. Go into the search bar and search for The Paranormal Lovers. You can find us on both of those platforms through that way. Again, head on over to the com. Check out our merch, our regular collections, Valentine's Day and Black History Month. Those two will be leaving March 1st, so get it while it's there.
1: Yeah, there's some cute ones.
0: There are some, some cute cool ones. ones. <laughs> and they're on sale. $15 t-shirts. Everything else is on sale. Head on over there and check that out. And if you would like, send us an email at the paranormal lovers at yahoo.com with the topic suggestion. Uh, any comments on the episodes? If we get something wrong, let us know. Yeah. Let us know. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you guys next week.
1: See you guys. Bye. Bye.